Hi, I'm Miley Yang, and I'm the host of Get Ugly With Me. This podcast is where we can get really ugly with each other, and also a space provided where we can feel heard and validated, all while we emotionally dump. On this podcast, we're going to get really ugly with saying no and learning who Cynthia is becoming as a new parent. Who is Cynthia? Who is Cynthia, aside from being a mom? You know, it was funny that you asked me that (laughs) because... You asked me to do the intro. I was like, I don't know what about me being a mom and my son. I'm like, wait, hold up. I, I, I. Do you never text me back? I know. I know. I'm like, who am I? I had to think about this and I keep thinking about it. I'm like, okay, how, who was Cynthia before Lucian? I, I consider myself to be a Hmong American lesbian. I'm a daughter, a sister, an auntie, and above all else, I'm a mother. I'm I'm a teacher to my son, but yet I'm also still a student, learning at the same time. And I, I tell my I, I tell myself it's okay to be that. You have taught me to be a better friend. Really? You you have <laughs> you have, and I'm and for that I'm grateful. You know for for your friendship, and for your existence because without you I wouldn't have been able to identify the shittiness in me Mm. because you come in and in any space and you you accept people for who they are and for what they are and you're not here to change anybody you're just here to listen and be a good friend and I wasn't a good friend to you and for that I'm I apologize for not being the person you needed me to be and that's who I'm becoming today is I'm trying to be a better friend to you. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to hear you say that to me because like, I, I, I always wonder, like, what kind of friend am I, you know? Like, what kind of person am I to other people? Like, am I a good friend? Am I, am I somebody good enough? You know, and, and to hear you say that, to validate, to, to validate that to me, that, you know, I'm like, I am a good friend. I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I was able to help you do that part. Friendships require work similar to actual relationships, and they can also help us recognize our strengths and weaknesses. I'd like to believe everyone I've crossed paths with taught me a lesson, and I wouldn't be the person I am today without them, whether I like them or not. You know, you came in here barging in and (laughs) was like, I want to discuss the power of no. So... I want to ask you, what does that mean for you? And why is it so significant? I started to use the power of no and actually like falling through with it, you know, having after like during my whole pregnancy and especially after having my son, mm-hmm. that's when I was able to like really be like, you know what? No, because it's something inside, like I guess motherhood trigger inside of me to where there is something more important than me that I have to take care of. And that's my son because he's a child. He doesn't know how to talk. He doesn't know how to think. And he needs me to be there for him, to advocate for him. And if I don't say no to people like my family and put my son before anybody else, then I'm, 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 it's going to hurt me. You know, like I'm going to feel even horrible as a mother say that why would I do this for my family 
and not put myself in front of before them. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if sometimes family might guilt trip me because of my decisions that I make, I have to still stand firm when I say no to them. That's that's really awesome that you you stepped up to the plate. (laughs) (laughs) What led you up to wanting a child, like making it real, making it tangible for you? It it, it was kind of like a, you know, I'm just going to do it kind of moment, you know, and I did. And and, and it honestly, like I didn't say any word to my family, like like nobody knew that that was running through my mind at all whatsoever. And like, I feel like I didn't want to tell anybody because I, I didn't want anybody to stop me because I didn't want anybody to make me second guess myself because I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is something that I wanted. And, you know, and with, without a partner or with a partner, this is something that I still wanted no matter what. And I was like, I don't want anybody to stop me. And I just wanted to just do it and just do it. And if it works, then I'll let everybody else know, you know, when the time comes, mm-hmm. you know, and that's exactly what I did. And I, I don't regret my choice of doing that because I feel like if I would have talked to my family, you know, they would have talked me out of it. Yeah, Lenny and I, we knew that you always wanted a child mm-hmm. or children. Yeah, you know? I talked to you guys about it. And we knew that you wanted to carry your own. Mm-hmm. And it was just, we were just like, okay, well, whenever whenever Cynthia's ready, she'll do it. You yeah. Know? Like, and I'm really glad that you decided not to say anything and you kept it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because outside influence does really affect your decision. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it can make you be like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, you, you, you might be right. But it's yeah. like, no, no, they're not living your reality. Yep. You're living your reality. Yep. Outside influence can impact our decision making. And sometimes it's hard to trust people who we think have our best interest. I can easily be influenced because I'm extremely naive and I think everyone is looking out for me. I've learned that I'm not the main character in everyone's story. I'm just an extra walking her dogs in the background. So if you ever feel the need to give unsolicited advice, stop and think, am I really helping them or am I helping myself if I were in that situation? What do you want your relationship with Lucian to look like? I thought about this one. And for me, I want him to trust me i want him to know that i'm that person that you know when nobody trusts him and he can't go to anybody he can always come to me because even not just because i'm his mom but i'm also a human being mm-hmm. and i want him to understand that that you don't have to you don't have to feel like oh because i'm your mom you can't come to me mm-hmm. for like certain things you know and i'm like no i i will understand you and i'm if i don't understand you i'm gonna make the space for you to explain to me so that way i can understand your point of view so, because so, I feel like that's one thing I don't have with my, my mom, you know, and some of my siblings, I don't have that with them, you know. So, I want to give him that. How many of us feel like we couldn't trust our parents when we got into trouble or just need our parents to be there and believe us? Well, I'm glad that Cynthia is breaking that generational trauma and paving a new way for her son because trust is vital in relationship building. And man, like what's what's the hardest thing so far for you being a single parent? I say like, because me and him, we stay home a lot, so I don't go out a lot with him, you know? But when we do, 
I, I, I say that the difficult thing is changing his diaper in public. Mm. So that's one thing that I have found very difficult to do because for one, I don't trust public bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if they're clean, sanitary or not. So I, <laughs> I'm i like, germ uh, infested. Yeah. yeah I, I, I usually should be like, okay, don't poop, don't pee. <laughs> Let's <laughs> wait until we get home. <laughs> Lucia, you're going to fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, in the few times that I did have to change him in public, I was just like, oh, okay, like this is kind of kind of difficult to do. Like I was struggling <laughs> to try to change his diaper. <laughs> so did you go to like the bathroom and they had like the big stall? um or did you just change them out in the dining room <laughs> <laughs> i the the few times because some of the bathrooms like uh, the changing the changing table is just kind of like right there in the bathroom it's not in a stall oh so right. i'm changing him literally in front of like everybody you know and and, and it's, it's hard when people are like watching you and you're trying to change him and and he's like moving around and shit you know and like because i like to wash his booty with water oh. i don't like using diaper wipes because you know I, I just feel like it's more cleaner to wash his booty with water instead of just a diaper wipe but you know when you're in public you have to wipe it so he's not used to that mm. so then that's why like uh you know he will fight me in one night <laughs> I'll I'll end up using like about five to ten wipes just to wipe his booty. <laughs> well, I don't need to. <laughs> just bring spray bottles. <laughs> just spray bottle him and wipe him down. Because <laughs> we both struggle. Cause he's trying to fight me, and I'm like, you're gonna roll off and hurt yourself. And, oh my god! You know, I'm trying not to embarrass myself. <laughs> like they're like, do you know how to take care of your kid? <laughs> yes, like, yes, I do. Promise. <laughs> it's just if I use the if I use a sink, you guys are probably gonna hate me. <laughs> yeah. So like you know that that's 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 become a struggle for me. So I try not to take him out a lot. <laughs> oh, I see. I feel you on that. That's difficult, and I don't think um, a lot of people recognize that 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 is a difficult thing, mm-hmm. especially for um, fathers, single fathers. Oh yeah, because they don't have that shit in the bathrooms. I, I heard about that, which is I find it very strange that they don't they don't have that in the men's bathroom. Yeah, and like not a lot of places have family restroom yep. either that's true um so damn yeah that's what i tell don't go pee or poop like i change it before we leave anywhere and i'm like okay, hopefully you are good and i usually give myself like maybe two hours max to be out and about with him uh-huh. and then after that like i'm like okay we got we gotta go we gotta go home because he <laughs> might need to go so i'm like <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough change of clothes we don't have enough diapers <laughs> yeah so that's why i'm like i i've had a moment where both time when I took him out and we kind of exceed the two hour mark, like he exploded and I'm just like, damn. Just bring those portable showers. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, um, we, I can't do this. So, you know, it's it, like I said, it goes back to learning and teaching, you know, so he's teaching me. So I'm learning with him. <laughs> he's teaching him. This is the two hour mark. We gotta yeah. go. I'm gonna explode in my diaper. How are you doing with not doing it with the partner? I was like, you know what? I, I want more. I, I do want more, you know, and and, I, and when I say more, like I wanted to be committed with somebody. I wanted to get married. I wanted to start a family and, you know, and, and have that, you know, and even though I was going to do it with a woman, I still wanted that, you know, and then even now, like when I'm single and everything, like I thought about, okay, is it possible for me to have a family still, you know, like, can I still have my family and I looked at, like, how would it be, you know, like, will I be okay with it, you know, like, you know, and, and I thought about, like, okay, am I going to be okay raising a child on my own? I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what, I want to find somebody and then have a family, and I came back and thought about it, I'm like, wait, 
why am I waiting for somebody? Mm. Why, why do I need to wait for somebody to have my family? Right. You know, and I'm like, I'm a woman too. I can't have a baby too. So I was like, why not? Why not try it? If it works, then it was meant to be. You know, and if it doesn't work, then, you know, it's okay. At least I knew that I tried. Like, it, it, um, it hurted me for a little bit when I told my mom, you know, that I was pregnant. And she kept consistently asking me, well, don't you want him to have a dad? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, why do you keep fixating back to this question, you know, like, about him having a father, you know, or, or anything like that, you know? And I kept telling my mom, you know, I'm like, he's not going to need one, you know, because... I'm going to love him so much that he's not going to, it's not going to be like, he's going to miss that part of him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's going to have great uncles around him that going to be there for him that he, he's not going to be worried about having a father, you know? And, and I tell my mom, does it mean I'm going to have a baby that I'm going to be straight? Like, yeah. let's get that straight. Okay. <laughs> like, let's put that on the table right up front. I'm like me wanting a baby is because I want to have a baby. Does it mean that oh, I'm going to have a baby? I'm going to be straight and have like 10 more kids. No, like this is something I want. And it was hard for her. Like it didn't really hit her about my decision until like my third trimester. Like that this is really going to happen. To her. <laughs> like she's going to have a grandkid that is not going to have a dad. Like, like there is no father figure there for this child. And I told her, I'm like, I'm not even worried about that, but you're so worried about that. You know, like, why are you so worried about this? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm his mom because I'm not worried. Cause I'm going to love him. You know, I'm going to give him so much love. And I know that the people that I'm going to have around him, they're going to love him. So I'm not worried about that part. Yeah. But my mom was really worrying. It, it was a disappointment that she was feeling like that with me. But I was like, this is something you need to figure it out on your own, girl. Like, I can't help you with this. Like, yeah. I told you my answer and, and is however way you want to take it, however you want to digest it and, you know, cope with that. That's on you. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I guess I understand where she's coming from because eventually he's going to maybe feel some type of empty space Mm -hmm. you know because um i don't know about you but like with me even though i have my dad Mm -hmm. i still feel like there's an empty space there Mm -hmm. because he wasn't there for me yeah he wasn't emotionally and mentally there for me yeah like no matter how much love i've received like i still feel like there's this empty space yeah there's that that one little spot that it can't be filled by anybody else right yeah but i also want you to like recognize maybe maybe he will have that empty space and like what i guess my question is what are you what are you going to do about it and like how are you going to have these conversations with lucian you know if he does want to you know you know meet his father in the donor and everything i don't mind you know but i want him but and i will tell him too but i'll leave it up to him to see if what he wants to do with it too you know and, and explain to him consistently and just kind of keep reminding him that you know you're not fatherless you do have a father that's how you came to be and if you wanted me you know who your father is i could arrange that you know that's up to you but i'm not gonna be like you have to go see your dad you know mm-hmm. you know or anything like that you know, or you have to call this guy dad you don't have to just know that because of him you are because of him you are also here with me you know yeah, like his life was planned for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he was purposely supposed to be on this planet. Yeah. The empty space I keep referring to is abandonment issues. How do we prevent this and how do we navigate through it? There's no handbook on parenting and there's no right or wrong way. Every parent is doing their best, 
by what they have available to them. Choosing to be a single parent is admirable. It's not something I would decide lightly. What are your uglies that you find beautiful now? I I say my pregnancy it was ugly because I have stretch marks. I broke out with pimples. I don't break out. Yeah. And I was just like pimples left and right, left and right. You know, the whole delivering my son, getting torn, getting stitches, you know, not being able to close my legs, walk, pee, poop properly for like two to three weeks, not being able to sit. Like those were ugly moments in my life. And literally when people say having a baby is like, like so beautiful yeah, it's so ugly, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I'm so happy that I experienced that. And I have a story to tell of my own. And my story is going to be different from another woman's story. And I'm, I'm glad that I did it. And I'm glad that I went through all that pain. Cause I'm just like, holy shit. Like, how do people have so many kids and not, <laughs> not be hurt? You know, and I'm like, this really hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I think about like, people hurting me i'm okay that's not even pain <laughs> this is this pain. is this is the real pain right here <laughs> like, like <bring> on <laughs> you know and i'm just like okay like i can't be a little bitch and be like no and i'm like no because i'm like i tough myself out to do the whole delivery you know vaginal birth and the recovering part and all that stuff and i'm like no nah, i'm one tough bitch man don't fuck me yeah, <laughs> you know like- you wanna you wanna do the yeah. baby? Like bring it on. Yeah, and, and like like I think about everything that I've done, you know, in my life and things that I've done in my life and I'm like, okay, what are some ugly things? And I'm like, those those were ugly moments in my life, but I'm like, no, but I'm like having this having my son, my whole pregnancy, giving birth to him, like that was the ugly but yet the beautiful thing of my life. Like ugly because people don't tell you things. People don't tell you what's what's gonna happen, you know, and the one thing that I felt like was very kind of like I guess because it's kind of cliche. Was like when they're like, "Oh, well, you're ready to push. You're gonna feel like you're gonna take a poop." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> like you need to elaborate more on what do you mean by that? Like, because for five hours I felt like I needed to poop, but I wasn't pushing. So I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, like it didn't hit me until after I had my baby, and then I was like. Why didn't nobody really say that to me? You know, I'm like, I had all these nerves, all these doctors that just kept coming in to check up on me, my mom. And I'm like, yeah, nobody really clarified what it was supposed to mean to me, you know? And I was in pain for like five hours. And it, that was when I was like, I think I was in active labor and I was, was supposed to be pushing, but I, they were like, yeah, you know, like, don't push it. I mean, like, you know, wait till you, you're, the urge of pushing is where you need to poop. And I'm like, I've been feeling it for like five hours. <laughs> So, so I'm just like, okay, this wasn't like that's the kind of like where I feel like, okay, well, gee, nobody told me that, you know, mm-hmm. and and like you know, like I honestly I feel like right after I gave birth and they put me down to the postpartum uh, room and everything, like like I was laying down in bed, I was so exhausted, I could still feel the pain of the doctor stitching me up. Mm-hmm. I couldn't close my legs, so I was I was sleeping with my legs like mm-hmm. in a V. Mm-hmm. Because it was just so painful. And trying to sleep and still feeling the pain of them stitching you, it was really, really painful. And that's like the ugly things that nobody talks to you about. 
Yeah. Nobody's say these things. And I feel from like my mom, because she's, you know, she's from the older generation, is uh, it's taboo in a way for them to talk about these things with their daughters. And I'm like, I think you should be educating me on these things because you have seven kids. I don't have any. So this is my first one. And to for you, you should have been able to educate me, but she, she didn't want to because it was taboo. And it was funny because when I was pushing my mom i was like mom can you go look down there and see how far i am like do you see baby's head and my mom i'm not i'm shitting you she was so shy so shy to look at my vagina yeah and i'm like thinking in my head like you have a vagina i have a (laughs) vagina you have babies i'm having one right now like why are you being shy like this there's no being shy anymore you know like just go look i I wanted to know you know cindy's like uh your mom's like uh i i can't tell (laughs) which is which she she (laughs) is it lucian's head or is it yours yeah she didn't even look she's just like just keep pushing i'm like look mom (laughs) but it's it's moments like that where i feel like it it is ugly to see those things you know but yeah you know like it's beautiful i'm like you guys are there witnessing my son coming to life Mm -hmm. you know and i don't get to see that you know you guys are you know so i'm like take a look for me you know (laughs) (laughs) welcome him in for me welcome welcome you know wide open arms and shit man i'm like i would have rude because i mean i'm not gonna lie because when my sister was giving birth to her son like i was like all up on there next to the doctor like what's happening what's yeah. what's this <laughs> i had no shame no embarrassment i was all up on there like oh okay and i'm like oh i see his head like, i didn't it did not it did not phase me that i was looking at my sister's vagina yeah. anymore i was looking at a baby Life. coming out yes. yeah so i was watching the beauty of a life being born that i didn't care about her vagina anymore i'm just like his head is coming so keep pushing <laughs> yes and it's also a different perspective yeah how you're looking at things yeah so that's what i was like to my mom don't why are you being shy just go look oh jeez <laughs> but like that process i i loved it it was it was ugly yeah it was so beautiful to me you know and and i wanted to share that because i'm just like it's true like Asian Asian people in general, especially for women, it's so hard for them to express themselves to their daughters and tell them and, you know, like, like kind of guide them through certain things in life, like especially like pregnancy and all this stuff, like even periods, you know, like it's taboo to talk about these things. And it's, it's, they don't talk about these things. It's kind of gross to them. It's kind of like, you know, that's just, to me, it's sad. It's it sad that, that it has to be like this. And, you know, I, I want to just put it out there that, you know, if, if you are somebody who is like that, you're not alone because, man, dear Lord, I, I had to go through it. And I'm just like, you know, mm-hmm. it's cool. I I, I survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, damn. That was, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. <laughs> but I, I loved it. I loved, I loved everything that you shared because it's all so fucking true. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Thanks for um, joining me, Cynthia. Um, I appreciate you taking the time and coming here and talk about life. And, you know, these are just like one of our real life conversations that we have together. You know, it's just really fun to laugh and talk about stupid shit together. (laughs) I'm truly grateful for your friendship and our continued friendship and our growth together and separately. And it's just an honor watching you grow into the person you are. And I'm so proud of you and how far you've come and all of the challenges that you faced in life because 
I know damn well I wouldn't be able to be as strong as you are. So. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, especially thank you for having me and giving me the space to to be me and to share and to spill, you know, and, and, and you know, if I educated or touched someone in any way, you know, like I'm I'm happy that it, it, it did one person at least. Yeah, for you sure. You know, and thank you again, Miley, for giving me the space to just be me and even though this is how we talk to each other, you know, mm-hmm. we just recording it. I'm like, I hope everybody had a good laugh. I'm like, shit, we did. <laughs> so much fun all the time i swear (laughs) but thank you though you know i appreciate this yeah you're welcome i hope you enjoyed our ugly conversation and you found something beautiful in it thanks for listening to get ugly with me until next time bye